You're listening to The Maastricht Diplomat. Hello, I'm Lean, and welcome to the standalone episode on the hype of retro products. In this episode, we will explore the popularity behind analog and vintage products. We will try to understand where this trend comes from that seems to contradict an increasingly digitalized world. With Metaverse announcements, ebooks, Spotify, and phone cameras, it is fascinating to observe that we sometimes tend to grab more costly and old-fashioned alternatives, like hardcover books, vinyl players, and analog cameras. Why do we observe a revival in old technologies, and what implications does this have on the future of the consumption of culture and also creative industries? From an efficiency-focused perspective, the consumer behavior is irrational, yet it has to offer some kind of unique value, which must explain this recent trend. Why would you downgrade a thousand-euro iPhone to a 15-euro one-way film camera from Kreutwart? To answer these questions, I've discussed this phenomenon with friends, talked to a bookstore manager here in Maastricht, and did research online. To introduce this topic and how it intrigued me, I'd like to tell a story. So I recently made a friend in one of my first classes during uni, and we just really hit it off and chatted about, you know, everything, anticipated movies, how watching the news stresses us out, and how much we miss our families sometimes. And quite quickly, she invited me over to her place where we just, you know, drank some tea, and she showed me her newly set up room. And while she was chatting to her roommate about, I don't know, probably who is to clean the kitchen this week, I patiently waited in her room and made a really strange observation. So I was just scanning the walls, and I found myself in a room decorated with blurry analog pictures of widely grinning students, and next to those analog pictures, the new iPhone, with not one or two, but three camera lenses. I continued scanning the room and noticed this beautiful shelf with books just spilling out of it, and on her bedside table, a tablet. But I didn't just see the contrast, I heard it as well. In the background, a record player was playing a Beatles record, and right next to the record player, a Bluetooth speaker sat on her table, fully charged and practically screaming to be used, yet remained completely untouched. And so I thought about this contrast. I mean, all these items are similar in what purpose they fulfill. So we have a film camera versus a phone camera. We have books versus a tablet, a record player versus a Bluetooth speaker. Yet they are so different regarding their age, composure, and history. The contrast between old-fashioned and modern was so striking and vivid, I noticed it immediately. And I started to remember how so many other students I had visited displayed similar features in their rooms, myself included. And so this evening, which was initially based on a cup of tea and live chats, led to me questioning the motivation to use retro products, why the desire is so high, and what implications this has for creative industries. The first place I looked to answer this question was within myself. So I personally am a really big and consistent reader across all genres, going through about three books every month. And I think I've purchased a total of two ebooks in my life, and both were because I literally didn't have another choice. A lot of times I have thought about how much more convenient and cheaper it would be to get an e-reader. An e-reader would eliminate so many problems. The problem of having to choose what books to bring when traveling. It would be less heavy. It would be cheaper, and the list goes on. 
However, I always refused. And for me personally, the reasons why I went against this option all boiled down to three things. And that is tangibility, familiarity, and nostalgia. So when I read, I devote my entire attention towards this literary piece and try to grasp the author's intentions, thoughts, and message. But I also know that the extent to which I grasp this depth depends on me and how open I am to absorb the work. So even if I'm sitting alone in my room reading a book, there's almost an intimate atmosphere between myself and the author. The mission to grasp the author's intentions, thoughts, and message isn't limited to content alone. A crucial part is the cover art, and for fantasy and historical fiction specifically, it is potential maps illustrating the world that the author is depicting, or in some cases even creating. I spend so much time sitting in front of the screen. I basically work for my whole bachelor's degree in front of my laptop. Additionally, I have an online job and keep in touch with friends over video calls. When engaging in arts and culture, and this includes reading, I personally have the urge to preserve its depth by not devaluating the art and consuming it digitally. And this is just my personal preference, right? So I have friends who only use e-readers and have read the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy on their Kindle and enjoyed it just as much as I did. The tangibility, nostalgia, and familiarity of a book, the paper, the print, the cover art, and maps they all contribute to the preservation of depth that a book has to offer. It helps you dive in a world that the author envisioned. Another point is that over the years, I've built a mini library in my room in Maastricht. Looking at specific books reminds me of certain times, which represents the nostalgic feature and gives me pleasure for aesthetic purposes. This source of pleasure fuels how much I value tangible, familiar, and nostalgic elements, which a bookshelf on an e-reader could never capture. Consuming the literature digitally, in my eyes, would degrade its abundance. From talking to friends, they have similar experience, which isn't limited to literature. Vinyl records capture a similar sense of authenticity, because also here, the depth of the artist's work is preserved. When playing a record, there is no option to skip a song or cue some other random song, like the features on Spotify. One is practically forced to listen to the record the way the artist intended you to, which captures its original value. Some other members of the Maastricht Diplomat are into photography, specifically analog film cameras, which, like a vinyl record from a factual perspective, is less convenient. It is more expensive and inferior quality-wise compared to simply using your phone to take pictures. And nevertheless, it is widely popular, especially among students, when asking photographers why they choose film cameras, the answer is similar to paperback readers and vinyl listeners. I asked one of my dear friends, Noah, and he said, quote, For me, the atmosphere of the scenery comes through better than a high-resolution picture from your phone. Sure, I may not be able to detect every pixel, but the focus, blur, the faded colors give the picture a nostalgic and almost historical connotation, end quote. This trend can be observed when looking at the sales numbers of records as well. According to MRC data, which is the Mercury Record Corporation, 41.7 million LPs were sold in the U.S. in 2021. That's more than 45 folds compared to 2006 when the vinyl comeback began. Vinyl album sales in the United States have grown for the 16th consecutive year. And not only that, LP sales jumped by more than 50% in 2021, 
surpassing both digital and CD album sales. In total, this accounted for 38% of album sales in the United States, which is quite substantial. This high demand on paperback books, vinyl records, and analog cameras can be observed when going to stores in Maastricht. I'm sure most of you know the Dominican bookstore, which is probably my favorite spot here. A quick history on the bookstore for those of you that don't know. This is a Gothic monastery church, which was first constructed in the 13th century as a Dominican church. However, when Napoleon invaded Maastricht in 1794, the Dominicans were expelled from the town. And the Dominican monastery had no purpose for centuries until it was transformed into a bookstore in the early 2000s. And today it sells paperback books, vinyl records, and just attracts a lot of foreign tourists every weekend. I talked to an employee who has been working at the bookstore for over a decade, and he claimed that business is booming, more so than 10 years ago. And his explanation for this increased interest in paperback books, vinyl records, is that people are simply sick of looking at their computer screen. What was once considered outdated and old-fashioned has become new and desirable again. And what better place to explore literary and musical art than in a restored Gothic church? So apparently Gen Z and young millennials get hooked once they discover old technologies like vinyl players and analog cameras. Nick Bilton wrote an article for the New York Times claiming, quote, Whenever a new technology comes out, we often believe that this will make the older technology obsolete, end quote. And this makes sense, right? It is simply due to new technologies possessing features that are faster, better, and in general more efficient. For example, there have been proclamations that the iPad would replace the Kindle and that ebooks would be the death of paperback books. In 1876, the New York Times first wrote about the telephone, and the writers of the time said that these devices would, quote, empty the concert halls and churches. No one would ever want to leave home again, end quote. Yet just this year, I attended the Tomorrowland Festival, which had a total of 600,000 people from 200 countries, which is the perfect example that events haven't gone obsolete and that the demand for in-person events is just as evident in society today. From these three examples, paperback books, vinyls, and analog cameras ranging across different sections of artistic expression, it is clear that in our choices to use old-fashioned products, there is one common denominator, the desire for authenticity, even if it brings additional costs and isn't as efficient. All three are tangible products offering unique attributes which are conventionally considered as flawed or inferior, However, because of these flaws, like blurred pictures, the rustling of a record, or a worn-off book, the usage feels more authentic to its consumers. It evokes feelings of familiarity and nostalgia. When I thought of this podcast idea, it's funny, I told a friend about it who, just like me, prefers worn-off books over clean ones, because it shows what the book has gone through and with what passion it has been read. I asked him why we use old-fashioned products, and he replied with, it's for the vibe. And it is this vibe which is equal to authenticity. Going to the lengths of spending additional resources like time and money on more authentic products implies that these purchases attempt to fill a longing for authenticity that has been previously lacking. According to an interview with a vinyl record seller from Business Insider, quote, people are growing tired of screens. Vintage tech, like typewriters and records, are making a comeback, end quote. 
Indeed, our urge to consume nostalgic, tangible, and familiar products may stem from the fact that our everyday lives are increasingly moving into a more digital environment. This digital environment is everything but nostalgic, tangible, and familiar. Over the past three years, considering the pandemic, this digital transformation has accelerated. Pre-pandemic, digital communication and engagement was merely an option, which was more convenient in certain situations. However, during the pandemic, digital communication and engagement was the only option and practically forced us to increase the time we spent in front of our screens drastically. That is, Zoom calls for work, Discord calls to hang out with friends, TikTok for entertainment, and the list goes on. My whole first year of studying here at Maastricht University was over Zoom calls, recorded online lectures, and virtual examination. A statistic found by Nielsen found that there has been an international increase on media usage of 60%. This includes work communication, but also entertainment like watching movies or playing video games. This high exposure towards the digital environment could lead to us feeling repulsed towards that exact environment, giving a strong desire for simpler times. Digital means may not do the job of fulfilling our inner desires for socializing, culture, or expressing art. Another idea is that, especially because of our lives moving to a more digital space and technology is developing rapidly, what was once considered old is becoming new again. Some researchers would say that the explanation lies in the golden 40-year rule of nostalgia, arguing, quote, the prime side of nostalgia is always whatever happened or is thought to have happened in the decade between 40 and 50 years past. If we take a closer look at the golden 40-year rule, 40 years ago from today, the year was 1982. Film cameras and vinyl records were considered a modern technology in the 80s. This 40-year cycle was also observed between the year 1904 and 1944, which is also precisely 40 years later. Meet Me in St. Louis, a film made in 1944 about a fair held in 1904, was perhaps the most lovable of many 40s entertainments. This trend of the golden 40-year rule isn't a new phenomenon but has history in pop culture, in a sense, we are in the midst of the first wave of digital nostalgia, as Kyle Chaika explained in a New Yorker article. This first wave of digital nostalgia would be the recent rise of pixel art, which also illustrates outdated photography. This illustrates something old-fashioned, but considers it art. Even though there is a trend which signals that there is a need for old-fashioned traditional products in society, and as many have tried to distance themselves from their screens, Technology creators pitched the opposite, and this is where the plot twist comes in. They pitched a virtual reality that you never have to leave. This so-called metaverse, which is precisely the opposite of tangible, familiar, and nostalgic. So even with the so-called Web 3.0 brewing on the horizon, sellers say they're confident that the tech of our past is here to stay, and the argument that Becher use is the same as most people's. Quote, I feel something different when I'm flipping through the pages of a photo album. It doesn't feel the same when you're looking at your phone and just swiping. There's something special about holding something tangible that you wouldn't get from the metaverse." End quote. Based on the contrast between the trends for old-fashioned products in society and technology advancing at an exponential rate, one can only make a prediction about what the future will look like. 
It is a fact that technology will continue to advance, and with this knowledge, one can make the logical conclusion that parts of our lives will continue and increasingly diverge into the digital environment. However, I believe that the longing for authenticity that can already be observed at this point in time will not diminish, no matter how immersed our lives are with the digital world. This scenario which could replace the authentic products completely would be a scenario where our senses aren't able to distinguish a digital world from reality. And this is basically what a functioning metaverse would look like in its endgame. Dystopian series and novels, Black Mirror being one of them, have tackled this train of thought. However, this scenario is far away and unrealistic, at least from this point in time. For the upcoming years, the contrast and split between the digital and real world will become more prominent. With this increased split and a more digitalized world, I believe the demand for authentic and nostalgic products will increase as well. And this is something that companies in the creative industries, which includes film, music, and art, definitely need to consider, and it could offer valuable insights regarding future market trends. Innovations that seem revolutionary to us at this point will eventually become nostalgic, and furthermore, our longing for authenticity will increase in a more digitalized world. And that wraps up today's episode. To conclude, one can definitely say that this contradiction between the old-fashioned and the modern is very thought-provoking. It really made me question the direction that we are headed and whether this technological development is something positive in the first place. Regardless of future scenarios, I believe that the three elements of tangibility, familiarity, and nostalgia are deeply rooted in our psyche and that it is timeless. This is such a relevant topic, and I am deeply interested in your thoughts on this matter, so feel free to leave your thoughts in the comment section on Spotify. This was Lean. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned. The song for this episode was produced by Stone Ocean. This episode was recorded and written by Lean Mahaini. Audio technician, Shalal Abdullah. Talk to you soon.